and welcome to a land that is post Endgame and Battle for Winterfell, or or the Long Night, as we found can, out that it was called. Can we spoil that yet? No, is it we long can't. Enough? No, fuck no. It hasn't can't. been long no, enough. No, no, no. No, definitely not long enough. So if I said something like that would be a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't think I should say idea. anything like that? You know what would have been an easier way to say that gag? Tell me. Is to actually just say the spoiler. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Instead no, of bleep, no, you're taking the bleep. veil. You're taking the veil off. I'm totally taking the veil off because it was just like, wait, what? You can put the bleeps in post. Yeah, that's the point, though. You can say whatever yeah. you want during the beep. Like, if I just said, you know, f- But I'm just saying it. I'm going like, to have some fun with that, by the okay, way. Okay, I'm People sure you are. People are going to have no fucking clue I, what we're yeah. saying. Just a bunch of beeps right just in the beginning. Just a bunch of beeps. Anyways, uh, we are the uh, Know Nothing Nerds podcast. Uh, I am uh, one half of the duo. Almost said trio. Ooh, um, I have to get someone yeah, else from the street or just something. Just like bringing them in. Yeah. This is, uh, this is uh, Homeless Carl. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'm, I'm sure Twitch. we could have worked the Endgame spoiler into that. Yeah, we totally could have. Um, ha- <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to have to bleep that you totally now. are. <laughs> totally are. Uh, so yeah, uh, I am Twitch, uh, as joined always by my, uh, infamous co-host Luke overworked and underpaid in this episode. Yeah, that's true. I've already got my work cut out for me. (laughs) We've been recording for two minutes and 20 seconds. This is going to be the most edited episode that we've ever recorded. Uh, so yeah. Uh, how are you doing this week? Uh, first week of training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm exhausted now. Actually, I had taken three weeks off, mm-hmm. um, which you know, and s- most of the viewers know. But uh, toward the end of it, I was like, I really lacked appreciation for a yeah. day off. You yeah. Know? And now that I've been working so much every day, like today, I didn't have anything to do, and I did nothing. Yeah. Nothing at all. And what was funny is that I was like, I was, I was playing Elder Scrolls Online. And I was bothered by the fact that I had to watch Ready Player One for this episode. <laughs> and like halfway through it, I was thinking to myself, I was like, I could be playing Elder Scrolls Online right now. And then I was like, okay, so you're you're bugged right now. You're genuinely upset right now that you had to stop playing your video game so that you could watch a movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the kind of day I've had. That's the kind of day I've yeah, had. Yeah, yeah. Some days when you get your days off and you're like, oh, damn it. I still got homework yeah for like yeah. to do this and stuff but especially for something like this it's like i get to watch a really good yeah, movie yeah, yeah. and that's that, that's my worst part of the day is that uh-huh. i got to watch one of my favorite movies yeah for the show. <laughs> it's like, okay well you know maybe there's some ups and downs to this, there, but it's been good it feels good to be working because you know in those three weeks that's what every day was like for me yeah and so this last week before i started working i was like god you're useless yeah what are you doing you know but so that that's nice but yeah. how are you sir doing good uh, yeah. uh i am post uh end game and uh the uh, Game of Thrones, and uh, I want to see them over and over and yeah. over again. You've already seen the Game of Thrones. This is unusual. You've seen the Game of Thrones episode three times, yeah. and I've only seen it once. Yeah, it's usually and not I, that way around. I don't know if I'll be able to watch it again until Sunday. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm so busy today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, have, right. <laughs> I won't have a chance to watch it today, but... Um, 
Yeah, and then and then I work. Yeah, so I won't have a chance to to see it until Sunday. I might not even be able to see it Sunday before yep. this coming episode. But we're not here to talk no. about Game of Thrones or Endgame or um, Endgame. I've already spoiled. We already too did much both of those of that. So, yeah. um, but today, especially if I forget to put those bleeps. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> people are gonna be so pissed. Uh, so. Uh, this week, uh, we decided to uh, go in and uh, redo a past episode that we do, put yes. a new spin on it. To put a new spin on it. And really, this was the perfect opportunity to do that because uh, I feel like, I, I don't know, like I feel like when we cover topics like Game of Thrones mm-hmm. or like uh, even just like Ready Player One, spoiler alert for what we're talking about today, we often just choose one of the two mediums that they're in because so many things are not original and honestly you guys shouldn't be surprised anymore when you watch a movie or see a tv show that you really like and then find out that it was a book first because that's kind of just how it is now yeah uh and that's really uh, to say that that's a new thing isn't really fair no it's old thing yeah that's that's been happening for a long time and to be fair there's a lot of books to turn into movies and why like I don't know. I, I feel like Ready Player One did a masterful job at adapting a book because yeah. they they really just. To me, it's like if you if you told someone the theme, of of the book and then told them to make a movie of it. Yeah. Because it's so different. It's yes. so different yes. from from the from the book. Yep. Both different, and we're gonna get into that. Um, Had you read the book? Not before I seen the. Uh, yeah. So you and I, I were in the, the you and I were in the same boat. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway. So uh, this week's episode is uh, Ready Player One Remastered. An Easter egg. The first person to find the egg will inherit half a trillion dollars and total control of the oasis itself. Who is this Parzival? And how the hell is he? Uh, so yeah, uh, Luke and I uh, just happened to finish uh, Ready Player One, start reading it slash finish it at the, about the same time. Yeah, that was one of those things that when I had my three weeks off, I was like, oh, I really wanted to read yeah. that book. And then yeah. I had so much time to do it. So I read it in about a week, Yep. which is for me, that's pretty cool because I like to digest a book over time and read it over a long period of time yep. instead of sit down and binge it all day. Um, but I, I chugged, chugged through that book. Yeah. It was, it was really good. I did the audio book. Um, and I chugged through all the books that I listened to on audio. Cause it's all I do is drive yeah. around. Yeah. You get, um, and I get through a lot of podcasts yeah. and a lot of audio books. You got time for that. Yeah. 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 Uh, so anyways, uh, ready player one, if you don't know what it is out there, it's both a book and a movie. We're discussing a little bit more on the book side of things today movie we've already done uh but we will like they'll overlap yeah you can go back to our episode on the movie to get sort of our thoughts on the movie yep um i think today i really just watched it for enjoyment it was Mm -hmm. the second time that i had ever seen the movie um but i think if you want a more in-depth view on what we thought of the film maybe that episode's a little bit better and honestly you're probably not going to get an overall impression of our book because I just want to talk about how much I loved this. Yeah, <laughs> that's really like my my thing. But anyway, uh, I think it goes without saying at this point that this first half of the episode is spoiler free. Yes, uh, for like the two people who are here who haven't yet seen the movie. Yeah, or, or the uh, book. If you haven't read the book, it's that's okay. But I definitely recommend that you read it if you haven't because yes. there's a big difference between yep. the book and the, and the movie. If you, if you've seen the movie, you really haven't seen it all. Yeah. 
So um, if you if you haven't read the book or seen the movie, here's the basic plot line of it. Uh, Wade Watts is an 18 year old kid who is in the uh, it's in a future time, 20, uh, 2045, 44, um, right around there. And it's a world where virtual reality has become the thing and it's the way to escape really reality. Yeah, because it's a, in the book, it's a dystopian future. Um, and uh, part of this VR world, the person that created it um, passed away, but left as as his last will and testament that whoever finds the Easter egg that he has put in the game, that they will inherit all of his stock and all of his money and become the owner, the full owner and leadership of Gregarious Games, which mm-hmm. is the company that uh, is of the Oasis, which is the VR. Yeah. Um, so that's the basic plot line of the movie. Um, and we'll get into a little bit other things that are spoilery. Um, but the book is written by Ernest Cline. Um, and that's his like magnum opus. Yeah, it? yeah. Because he, so. he wrote a few others that were similar to okay. Ready Player One, but they all kind of fell short. Got it. Uh, I, also, I didn't really look into him, so yeah, that's fair. The only the the reason I did that was because after I read the book, I was like, oh, I need more of this, you know. So I, I kind of looked into him and realized that that was that was really all that I was going to get from him, which was kind of a bummer. But uh, the book, to me. Uh, it is better than the movie. Oh yeah, by a hundred, yeah. by like tenfold. Uh, but there are a few things that I think the movie expanded on that were really good. Yes, and this comes back to kind of this everlasting battle that I've been fighting against uh, literature, which is the first person narrative. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as soon as I started reading, I had to power through because I loved the movie so much. Uh huh. Uh, I said as soon as I started trudging through the movie, as soon as I started reading the book, I knew that I had to power through because of how much I enjoyed the movie. But the fact that it was first person really, like, killed me inside. And still now, like, looking back on it, like, there's a big part of enjoyment that's lost on me because it's in first person. Yeah. And that's sort of – that's just sort of a bummer for me. Um, But you get by it, and and it was was really – it was good. Yeah. The book is good. Um, sorry, I swallowed water down the wrong <laughs> tube, so I'm going to sound funky for a little bit. Oh, man. <clears throat> um, so I read the book, and it, like Luke said, it's all done in first person. Uh, but the things that stick out about it being differently than other first person is that the narrator is quirky. Yes. Super quirky. Yeah. Yeah, um, and the the book is a lot more R rated than the than the which film is, is funny because it's uh, it's a young adult novel. Yeah, is what it's uh, advertised as. I wouldn't necessarily put it young adults. He talks it's, like we do. Yeah, he does, and it's more in the essence of if uh, you were uh, a thirty year old that was still like holding on to your nerdisms hardcore. Yeah. So which like it, so many people in so this generation, Paul, I'm yeah. one of them. I, yeah. I'm one of them. That yeah. it kind of I fully expect with. that I will be too. Yeah. Once I, you know, achieve that. So when he gets into talking about this stuff, he goes ultra nerdy about it. Um, references back on things. Uh, and if, if you're a person that loves nostalgia um, and you grew up in the eighties or grew up around the eighties and video games and stuff, this is the book for you. Oh Yeah. Yeah. 
Even if even if not, because I wasn't alive in the eighties. Yeah, uh, I missed that boat by a few years. But uh, just as a video game lover myself, and just of a lover of that era, and even just as a lover of nerd culture, it's something that really gets me like excited to be yep. a nerd in this day and age when it's finally like this is our time. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, we're, we're thriving in 2019 to to be able to go back on those things and get excited about them yeah. is pretty cool. And the book is recent, isn't it? Like a 2013? 2011. 2011. 2011. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, here's a question for you. This will this will this will tell us if you like are 80s. I'm uh, not like friendly or not friendly, but know the 80s at sure, all. I'm not. Do you? So, uh, I'm going to fail. Uh, what was the first reference he made in the book to the? To the 80s oh god i don't know i don't even right at the beginning probably the first paragraph can i look at the first paragraph no i actually i don't know if it was first paragraph but it's like somewhere on like first couple pages what is it uh cats and dogs living together yeah no do you know that reference no. is to ghostbusters the first ghost no kidding yep. yeah the only seen ghostbusters yep. once yeah with the bad one too probably or did you see the 1980s? No, I saw the, the OG. Oh, okay, good, yeah. good. Yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Are you, thinking, are, you talking about the, are you thinking I saw the female Ghostbusters? Yeah, 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 yeah. Twitch. I'm offended. <laughs> <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't watch that. Oh, <laughs> you know me. I do know you. <laughs> uh, FYI, do not hate that movie because it was led by females. I hate that movie because it was so terrible. Because it had women in it. No! <laughs> Stop trying to paint me in a bad picture, Luke. I'm painting us in a bad That's picture. That's true. You totally are. <laughs> I'm uh, bringing the whole ship down. That's what I'm doing. Anyways, uh, so, uh, yeah, a lot of references to the 80s. Um and uh, the way that he built the world, some people didn't like the book. A lot of people did like the book, but a lot of uh, there was a few people. One of the critics said that uh, Ernest Klein was terrible at world building. Um, Interesting. Which I kind of understand an aspect of why you would say that because he he did a lot of work about trying to create the world of the Oasis, but the rules of the Oasis were a little bit funky. Yeah, I mean, you think of uh, the life system. Yeah. That's a little weird to me. Yeah. To think, because they play pretty fast and loose with that. Yep. Um, they also, like, assume a lot of us. There is a lot of assumption that yeah. you do know what he's talking about. Right. Um, so there's going to be people that are, like, casual readers that don't know that type of culture. And, right. Like, um, how, how people talk and how things are referenced and stuff that they might get lost in translation almost. So Yeah, I mean, even like, if I had my dad read this book, he'd be lost. Yeah. You know, and he was a big, you know, he loved the 80s. Yeah. And he, he wouldn't have a fucking clue what was going on. <laughs> Easter egg. <laughs> the hell's an, What's Easter? an Easter egg? What's VR? You know, yeah. like, there'd be so yeah. many things like that that would yep. just be lost. So I think it's, it's definitely... Um, it's definitely a book for a very specific yes. group of people. And I think Ernest Klein got lucky because that very specific group of people is growing in astronomical numbers yes. since 2011, yep. you know. Uh, and the same thing with the movie. I think the movie lucked out yep. with the timing. Like, you try to push that, like, mid-2000s and you're not going to get very far with it. Yeah. Um, and I'd be curious to see if 
10 to 20 years from now, this is still irrelevant. It could be, especially with uh, the direction the that, direction that uh, video, game, video the, gaming is going. Because yeah. um, we do have uh, video game companies are getting better and better with the VR. Yeah. Um, people actually have whole rooms in their mm-hmm. houses that are dedicated to like VR room. I've got a buddy who um, does have yeah. a VR room. Yeah. So it's very similar to some of the stuff that Ernest Klein is talking about in here because like they have it set up to where um, in the uh worlds uh of of the oasis and stuff that people have these rigs that are set up and they take up an entire apartment sometimes yeah, yeah. um so that they can do whatever yeah, you've they got do like in vr directional treadmills yeah, and shit yeah. like that but uh something that's interesting to me and that doesn't really exist in video games yet but it does at the same time is currency yes so in in the oasis you've got money that you can earn doing things mm-hmm. just normal rpg stuff go kill this guy or go deliver this thing or you can be a trader or whatever yeah h who fixes shit and gets paid for that you know um but then that converts into real money yes. in the world in the real world to an extent can, it's, it's a, yeah it's, it, that's it, one of those things that's kinda, so that's that's the other side that the world building is gets a little bit funky tune yeah too is that like it's not clearly stated if people earn money by doing stuff in the Oasis or if it's uh, work that they do that is uh, actually like doing goods and services in the real world. Right. So, like, you so can't you just think, go like do this quest and kill the dragon and, and get, then like, pay rent. Pay rent. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you've got moments in the book where Wade gets his endorsement checks. Yes. And that's what he uses to like pay his rent and whatnot. But also when he finds the first key in the book, spoiler Mm -hmm. alert, he finds the first key. I don't think that's that's much of a spoiler, but he gets money and he was talking about how the money that he had found in the cave would be enough to set him up. Yeah. You know what I mean? For a little bit. So that's one of those rules that he kind of plays fast and loose with is like, I think currency works in both worlds when he needs it to. And in just the online world when he needs it to. Yeah. I'm honestly okay with that. Yeah. I don't really mind the uh, the world building because I feel like the I feel like the, a VR future is so believable mm-hmm. that I can give him a pass on some things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it, I don't know. It's like it's like uh, it's like when you see any modern movie that kind of plays fast and loose with, loose with a few rules. Like you have people who can just up and travel whenever they want. And yeah. They seemingly have no money. Yeah. Like I, I think of uh girl, the dragon tattoo a lot when I think of that. Oh like, yeah. Mikhail Blomqvist loses his job, gets sued for libel, has to spend time in prison, but he's still like buying new computers and flying all over the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like, European money. They can do, they all can do kinds it. Of okay. Stuff they, with so that. they can do whatever they want. In Europe, That's but European. It, it, it's here in America. That's all that matters. <laughs> We're making more and more enemies Twitch, you and me. <laughs> Pretty soon it's just going to be, you and I are going to be the only listeners of the show. Right. We've offended everyone else. And at some point I'm going to be like, those guys suck. <laughs> and turn it off myself. Wow, they offended me today. Just wait for that day. I just offended myself. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, they do, they do, they do have to ignore stuff um, in the books. Um, and that's okay. And it's okay because it doesn't take away from the overall story. Um 
they try to make things more important. The one thing that like you can do that more so in movies and people will forgive you. Sure. Um, like I, I just uh, listened to no, I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, <laughs> Because uh, I'm going to use the word Avengers here, so people are going to be like, <laughs> oh, oh, God, oh, God. They, uh, are, they already shut the podcast off yeah, in the first yeah. two seconds uh, because of that. So I just watched a video on Avengers Endgame, and they're pointing out things in the movie that, like, straight up, like, were ignored. Like, they're questions that we still have after seeing the movie. Sure. And uh, then they say, like, what about these things? And me as a viewer is like, I'm okay with all those things. Yeah. Because the story still worked out like right. the way it was supposed to work out. It's not those like are like things I don't hole. care about. Yeah. And most people don't because the movie is good. Like it's a right. legitimately good movie. Yeah. yeah. So they I can, can ignore the things that like, oh, that that's something that we can question. How, how are they doing that? How are sure. they doing this? So why is that not okay in a book? In the book, it's a little bit different because you have more long form time to sure. explain things. Sometimes, like, one of the things that I don't like and you don't like in books is that they repeat themselves a lot yeah. with some information. They expect us to not be paying attention. Exactly. So, like, and that's one thing that they do in Ready Player One a lot. Yeah. Uh, Wade <laughs> repeats himself on the same points six or so seven times. times. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, I we know that. Yeah. The characters that you're talking to already know that. Right. Like <laughs> the only reason you're doing that is for the reader who like what are you doing when you're reading if not paying attention? Yeah. That's what blows my mind about those things. And then you'll talk to people about certain plot points that have been repeated. They'll be like, Oh, that makes sense. I'm like, really? Now it makes yeah. sense that I'm yep. explaining it to you. Yeah. he'd said it like five times in the book. What were you doing when yeah. you were reading? <laughs> But they do, but there's certain things like loopholes and stuff. Like, there's certain loopholes that should never happen and stuff. Yeah. Especially if you're trying to build a world and give us a good feature of like what the real world looks like versus the VR world looks like. And that was a big point the book was trying to make is the difference between the two. Yeah. Like, one's good for every once in a while, but like, you know, like reality is the only thing that's real. Yeah, yeah, and it's the only place so, you can get a good meal. Exactly, um, but then, overall, and that's another thing too that they play fast and loose with the rules of like, and and to be fair, so does Game of Thrones. Yeah, and so does most television shows, but they kind of ignore the concept of like um, a routine sleeping schedule or uh-huh. food or yeah. relieving yourself yeah. when you need to. You know, like there are a few. And what bothers me about Ready Player One when they do that is that he mentions it sometimes. Uh-huh. Where he's like, it was at that point that I felt really hungry, so I logged off for a little bit. But then it was like, I spent 38 hours in the yeah, Oasis. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, no, you didn't. You died. Yeah. <laughs> That's what <laughs> happened. You would have died. Yeah, there was th- certain things like that where it's just like, Health-wise, physics-wise, like doesn't seem like it would add up, right? Um, but but I that's th- that's all the time. You get that in movies all yeah. the time. You too. have to when you, when because you've never seen Thor take a shit, right? And I guess you really haven't seen anyone take a shit in like if if you had to make me visualize someone taking a shit in film, I would have to say Billy Bob Thornton in Fargo season one. I would say uh, Tywin Lannister. Tywin Lannister dying on the privy. That's yeah. right. Shit, I had a thought of Game of Thrones. Oh, um, 
people and it's kind of the same thing with the complaints that some folks are getting about ready player one about like the world building and the realism Mm -hmm. and you actually might be able to speak to this because i'm sure there's a happy medium somewhere but people were complaining as usual this has been a really we're gonna talk about game of thrones for a little bit folks and we're gonna spoil (laughs) um some things that happen in the third episode so if you're not okay with that fuck you um (laughs) More enemies. <laughs> We're gonna have so many enemies by the end of this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just kidding. Don't fuck you. Uh, like, subscribe, share with your friends. Get your friends in here. Get your Game of Thrones watching friends in here, and we'll be good. Yeah. Um. So spoiler possibility. We're entering a possible spoiler territory. I'll do my best though. Um. You've got. This has been a polarizing episode of Game of Thrones. Yes. Where it seems like half the people. It's kind of like the Last Jedi of Game of Thrones. Maybe not that outspoken, but you've got like a big group of people that didn't like it and a big group of people who loved it correct you and i happen to fall into the group of people who love it uh but the folks who didn't are saying i saw a post on reddit that was like we're not mad that main characters lived we're mad that they survived uh situations that they shouldn't have yeah that's fair but it's like what did you expect would happen yeah in this episode something had to happen Uh uh-huh like they couldn't have just been hiding in the crypts because they were so terrified that would have been a boring hour and a half it would have been yeah you know what i mean so it's like the the real life is where you have those believable moments yes you know what i mean save the fantasy for fantasy yeah so when you're watching ready player one and when you're watching game of thrones like shit has to happen yes you know what i mean and and sometimes in order for that to happen in order to really wow us we have to see some unbelievable things because that's what we want to see is the unbelievable and here's the thing here's the thing too is like if the true testament will be if they chose the right thing or not to kill off or not to kill off yeah. certain characters, if the next three episodes in Game of Thrones, if those characters, if those characters don't serve a purpose, do, don't yeah. serve or a don't. purpose, yeah, then They're they should have wasted. killed them off. They yeah. wasted their yeah. they wasted their time. And that's like classic George R. R. Martin to have a character serve its purpose yes. and then die or then fuck off. You yes. know what I mean? And that's the that's how I look at storytelling all the time. You yeah. have to consider like I do understand that when you write characters from a point, point of view of a writer, when you write a character, you are essentially being, substantially being a god. Right. You have created this yeah. being, and you spent all this time getting to know this being and this person, this character, that you want to see them continue on. Yeah, yeah. There's certain characters that you make and you just don't give two shits about. Right. You know that there's like... That's Bob number one, and that's Bob number two. Well, I was gonna say, I was gonna say Rick on the start. <laughs> exactly. Remember him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember the youngest star? Oh, yeah, there's that one guy. <laughs> uh, but dead. anyway, so like, if you you have these characters that you follow along, and you don't want to put them into danger sometimes because you're like, ah, I really don't want to have to deal with like putting them in that position. What yeah. am I gonna do with them next? Um, a good writer is going to put through characters through some shit. Like yeah. conflict is story. Yeah. Like if you don't have conflict in there's your no story, story, there's no good through line. You're just telling a very like monotone. And what's the, yeah, what's the point tale. to keep going? So I've read books that like kind of mo- more modern contemporary, mm-hmm. um, Richard Russo's empire falls and, uh, rainbow rolls, uh, Eleanor and Park. Those two books 
So, like, Eleanor and Park is definitely a romance, and I'd argue it's kind of more of a young adult romance, which yeah. is rare for me to say because I don't, I really, really yeah. stray away from young adult. Uh, but you've got practically nothing happens in the book. It just kind of follows these two characters' lives as they fall in love mm-hmm. with each other. And it's like, I don't know, it's it's very rom-com-y, but it doesn't have that typical story structure that you would expect. It's just these day-to-day lives of them okay. falling in love with each other. And then you have Empire Falls, which is a power outage during a big blizzard at a uh, at a diner. And it's all these customers that are there, they get trapped, and they just start sharing stories with each other. And that's another one where, like, nothing happens in the book, mm-hmm. but they still manage to capture your attention. Through. So there are ways to have nothing happen in those stories. But you don't go to Ready Player One, a movie about finding a big Easter egg and multi-trillion dollar corporations yeah. and online video games to see, like, Farming Simulator. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah, very true, very true. But, like, and even in your point of view, like, even in your point with uh, Empire Falling, whatever that book was. Empire Falls, yeah. There's still going to be some sort of conflict of will they, won't they. It may not be a conflict of, like, a direct conflict of I hate you, I hate you type deal. Even in rom-coms, like, I think it's trained on us, but there's always that moment where we expect them to have their falling out. Yes. And that doesn't happen in yeah. Eleanor and Park and it's still like I cried when I read that book like they still managed to to toy with your emotions yeah. through other means of storytelling but uh, but yeah I guess all that to say stop being so complainy because if you want it to be incredibly realistic just go outside and yeah. witness real life yeah. and if you want some good <laughs> fantasy you know see some of these movies and these books that we talk about because yeah. they're good yep. but yeah you have to suspend a, a, a certain amount of disbelief to really enjoy these books uh-huh. and let some of those things slide like okay now money's important and now it's not and okay now death is important and now it's not you yep. know and now he's captured but he had a plan all the time so yeah yeah <laughs> you know there, there are those things but but overall i like the book i really do um it's a fun read i really think people should check it out um especially if you're a nerd um yeah you'll 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 giggle at the times when they hit something that you know about, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Um, there are a few times in the book, especially where I was laughing out loud, yeah, reading, you know, and yep. those are good moments, and I think those are fostered by that's a really good first person narrative, mm-hmm. in my opinion, because they they he really embodied like the super nerd, which I can relate yeah. to, and that's kind of the point of yep. first person narration. Uh, but yeah, some some really good moments, some uh, some some not so good, but that's kind of with everything nowadays. So yeah, um, yeah. So uh, we're gonna take a break, and then when we come back, we're gonna be in spoiler zone. Ooh, spooky, spooky spoilers. We'll see you back in a second. Uh, so yeah, this week uh, my recommendation for you is uh, Netflix's original Unicorn Store, starring Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Mm-hmm. She uh, not only uh, uh, starred in it, but she also directed it. Oh, I didn't um, know she directed. Yeah, she directed it, and uh, it is quirky. It is funny. It is. Uh, it's kind of a love story, um, but it's also a coming of age story, um, and it's. 
quite fantastical. That's about the only thing I could say. Um, Interesting. Uh, great use of color and just uh, if you like Brie Larson, if you like her personality, you will like this movie, guaranteed. So that's my recommendation this week. Awesome. Uh, I've got one that I actually was seeking out to Reddit for. Um, there's r slash suggest me a book where it's this giant community of readers and you can just post to it and say, these, this is what I'm interested in. Suggest me a book. And uh, people usually get behind it. There's a lot of like, you'll see a lot of people, you know, I just got divorced or I'm finding a hard time figuring out reasons of to just continue living you know can you see like really heavy subject matter but then sometimes you'll find like uh i want more books like star wars or i want more books like harry potter or something like that that do it really well with staying original uh the one that i went to suggest me a book was i wanted to find game of thrones in space that's been something that I've been seeking for a long, long time. And something that I got recommended to me is something that I've heard of through TV before, which is the uh, – what's it, what's the TV show called? Now I'm going to draw a blank on it during my crucial moment during the ad break. Uh, network or cable? Uh, it was cable on sci-fi. Now it's on Amazon. The Expanse. The Expanse. Thank you. That's what it's called. The Expanse on on Amazon now that you can watch with Prime, and I think they're doing a fourth season now. Yes. Um, I hadn't really heard of it other than the name, and I knew that it was science fiction, uh, but I always thought it was more like Firefly science fiction. No. Um, so I, I've still never seen an episode, but uh, James A. Corey wrote the Leviathan Wakes series, and the first book, Leviathan Wakes, is what was recommended to me. And I'm read. Have you read it before? No, I have not. It is really good so far. So far, at least, it's it's really funny how similar to Game of Thrones it is, but uh-huh. it's all futuristic sci-fi. That's stuff. interesting. Uh, the the book is in third person. It jumps between characters who are like on completely different systems and planets, and some of them are on ships. And the story is really captivating. Some of the characters are good. Uh, and it's not young adult, which is like the first science fiction big series that I've found that's actually made for adults. So that's good. Um, so, yeah, definitely go check that out if you're in the mood for a book. And check out uh, Unicorn Store if you're Unicorn in the mood store. for uh, Brie Larson. Which, I mean, if you're not in the mood for Brie Larson, then there's something wrong with you. <laughs> All right. Now back to the show. Back to the show. All right, we are back um, to discuss Spoiler Zone. Yes, everyone for, dies. Yes, everyone di- Everyone does die again. That's true, except for Wade. Except for Wade. Except for Parzival. Yes. He does uh, all right. He does all right. And for two completely different reasons. Exactly, exactly. Um, so at this point, we're going to talk a little bit more about the differences between the book and the movie. Which one's got it done, did it a little bit better, and what could they have taken from the other one to make it a little bit more uh, more interesting, I, could, I should say. Do you want to do like uh, anything in particular? Like, do you want to stick to a formula of what they should have done book to movie first, or movie to book first, or just whatever? Whatever. Just whatever. whatever. So, something that I thought of was The Curator. Yes. I thought first that was thing genius. I thought. First thing I thought. That of. was a genius film move yep. to kind of adapt. I forget what he was called in the book, but to adapt Wade's like personal assistant toward the second. Personal assistant slash uh, the um, 
the almanac because I put the curator and the holiday oh, journals sure. yeah. together. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but what was the? Because he chose it from some eighties. Yeah, it's uh, uh, Max Headroom. That's right. Yeah, yeah, Max yeah. Headroom. yeah. Um, I thought that was a, a fun little twist on that. Yep. That you have a bunch of different um, and and a nice uh, twist to have who it is at the end of the of the yeah. end of the movie. Yep. Uh, but I I thought that, that was a joyous character and yeah. Uh, I kind of missed him in the book. I did too. I did too. I was kind of hoping that the curator Og Morrow was actually going to play a bigger part in the story. Um, I think that that would have been a better way to play Og. Um, instead of just being this wizard at the end of the yellow brick road. Yeah. That Cause that's really, together. he's like divine intervention yeah. times a hundred. Yeah. Uh, in that where he's like got these and in the, uh, in the, in the book, there's a point where, uh, Parzival and H are in H's private chat room and they hear like a stack of magazines fall over and there's no one else in the chat room and it's yeah. blocked out. I was like, okay, that's. That's someone with God abilities. Yep, and there's only yep. one person who's got the God abilities. Um, and so later on when he shows up again, I, I don't know if there was any other callback to that, like any no. other moment where it could have been. So you really only had the one. T- so yeah. without that, like if more weird shit was happening, it may have been, I don't know. It may have had the opposite effect where I was like, okay guys, we get it, you know, yeah. but still uh, that was a little on the nose. It was. Yep. But I still liked his way of, Bring them all together, especially because when I was reading it, uh, it was like experiencing the story all again for the first time. Yes. So while I'm reading it, I'm like, "Oh, come on, you asshole! Like, let let him see, let him see uh, uh, Artemis. You know, like yeah, just let yeah, him go yeah. in the damn room. <laughs> Not everything's about the Easter egg, okay? They gotta have love at the end. But that was good to get yeah. them in that same location. Um, the one of the things, the the biggest thing from the book that I took away that like I hit. Hit hit the nail on top of the head like so much better than uh, Spielberg um, was the love story. The yeah. love story was handled so much yeah, better in the book. It was weird in the movie. It was very weird. Like Rushed. I saw it first, and I was like, my first thought when I saw the movie was like, I liked the movie. It was entertaining, but the love story was just so like it it, it wasn't earned at all. Like, right. Yeah. The relationship started immediately. Like. I, yeah, get, and then, I get in a romance story, you do have that first meet cute and sparks fly. Yeah, love at first moments. sight. Yeah. And you've got like, um, I don't know, I get that that's not the main focus of the either the book or the, or the movie. But it seems like in the book, and again, you have so much more time to do this. Which yeah. is why I recommend to everyone just read the book. Mm-hmm. for anything because it's so much better because there's more time to develop all yeah. these things even game of thrones just wait for the new books don't watch the new season just watch just, <laughs> just, wait, just wait for the new books just wait for the books that's gonna be so much better um i feel like in the in the books they had so much more time to curate the love before um you have parzival slip out that he loves her yeah and in the movie, it's the second time they see each other. It's like, well, let's pump the brakes. <laughs> yeah. Let's pump the brakes there. You know, you're, you're kind of rushing into that. Yep. Uh, and I've, like, I think we've all had the infatuation at first sight, but that's not love. Yeah. You know what I mean, no, you're, just, no. you're just into her. Um, and even in the narration of the movie, when, uh, when Wade's on top of the, uh, on top of the washer dryer and he's yeah. doing his, like, inner monologue, he's like, maybe it's just because she's hot. 
It's like, yeah, see, that's it. That's <laughs> he, it. Yeah. You just like her for the looks right now, you know? Let it let it foster. And then the next time he sees her, I'm in love with you. It's like, okay, all right. Yeah. Let's yeah. Settle down there. You're thinking with uh, some other head. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, uh, some other things that uh, really were good about the book that was so much better is they took their time in the book. Yes. Like, this is a game that has been going on for uh, five years. years. Yeah. By the time we start the story. And it right. goes on for another year and a half at least. Yeah. Something that you taught me that was invaluable, not only for, like, the role play stuff that I yeah. do in ESO, but just in general writing stories and whatnot, is always put your characters in later than too soon. Yes. It's better to be too late than too soon. Yeah. And in the movie, it's like, oh, they're not wasting any time. No. You know yeah. what I mean? We're getting right into it. Um, but w- with the book, it's like, yeah, five years have passed and nothing has happened. Yep. So you can imagine how hopeless everyone is. And- yeah. And they really started, uh, one of the things that it first took me like a second to get used to it in the book um, which is why I kind of wish that I would have read the book first before the sure. movie. I do um, too. But is that Wade was actually like, not only was he the poor guy from the stacks, he was the poor guy in the game. Yeah. Like he was not what they showed him off to be in the movie. Cause yeah, the you're first right. thing that we see him as is this badass like, He's looking you good. Know, punk little kid that's you know can drive like a bat out of hell, has this uh badass DeLorean and stuff like right. that. Right, yeah, that's true. The but, only thing he's got going for him in the in the book is that he's like really hooked on Halliday. Yes. And he's done his research yes. to the T. Yeah. But he doesn't have he, he can't go anywhere in the Oasis. Yeah. The way that the Oasis works, and I like this better um in the in the book than they do in the movie, is that like to do anything in the Oasis, you actually do need to have a little bit of money to get yeah. around. It's not just like you jump in and you can jump to wherever you want. Right. Um, he does do a good job of setting up the rules of why you can or cannot do such a thing in the Oasis. There's also um, so many things. And I, I think I disagree with some of the people when they talk about how um, Ernest Klein isn't really good at world building. I don't know about world building, but making the world feel lived in is what yes. he does a really good job at. Um, the two in particular that I think of is the uh, his high school subplot line, his, yeah. uh, his like the B plot, and then when he gets his apartment too. Yeah, like he he really explains the systems of how those things work. But yeah. I loved the the school. Yeah, that he, that like really the only reason he won was by chance uh to an extent yeah well i mean think about it if he was if he was the parzival that we saw in the movies what reason would he have had to check on uh what was it's not luna lunas lutus what reason would he have had to go to like i'm sure eventually he would have got there but you've got you've got artemis who who had free reign and she was obviously way ahead of the game of of parzival but she's been there for weeks for months yeah um and she can go wherever she wanted, and she'd already exhausted all, everything outside. And you think of, you know, if if uh, Parzival had done that, he'd probably still be searching planets. Yeah. You know? Yes. So very true. I think I think a lot of it was was happenstance. Yeah. Which honestly makes it better because he's not really like the uh, he's not really like the chosen one, or he's not really. Uh, I guess he's he sort of is, but he isn't really like a Gary Stu. Because a lot of his his 
luck is happenstance where he's like, oh, I'm just really good at these games. Yo, that that's to true. Choose, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, and then he's got help when he needs it later on. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. Um. So yeah, they they really I like the fact that they make him really come from nothing. Yeah. In that, um, and it's it's a way for us to start as we see him power up, essentially level up. We get to level up with him in yes. essence. Like we get to like gain those new abilities, those new ideas, those new things. Um, I do like the way that they hunted for the egg um, in the book a lot more. Like, yeah, it felt like it was connected more to oh, who totally. James Halliday was. Yeah. Whereas like, it was like, first you just did a race. Like how does a race relate to life? Right. Like the, the challenge, like the riddles, all that stuff had some sort of relation to Halliday, which I think that one of the big things is that, <clears throat> um, that, uh, uh, Wade just wanted to be Halliday. Yeah. Like he really wanted to be Halliday. Yeah, I see that. Um, but I didn't like the fact that it took him so long to really clan up together in the book. In the book. I like it though because they were so hooked on the fact that one person had to win and yeah. the fact that they were solos, you know, uh, that they refused to break that. But I will agree, there are some points in the book where I was like, you know what would make this a lot easier, you guys? <laughs> Is if you just teamed up like you're going to in yeah, a few chapters, yeah. <laughs> like you guys would have a lot less go- conflict right now yeah. if you would mention the big elephant in the room. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and you're right, none of them seem to even be open to it. Yeah. That being said, I think we have the worst of both worlds in the book and in the movie. Where in the book it took too long, in the movie I think it happened too. Quickly. It happened way too quick. Yes. And where it was, it really wasn't even mentioned. It was just like Artemis kidnaps Parzival, which is weird. Yeah, the I when I rewatched that again, I was like, why did he knock him out with chloroform? Like, yeah, that like, seems so unnecessary. So unnecessary. And then she's like, we're working together now. And in the book, she's so against that. Yep. And everyone is so against that idea that it almost takes them too long. Yeah. But it, I think it's more rushed in the movie than it is uh, stretched out in the book. Yeah. And I think the way that Spielberg connected the theme of the movie um, with the character in the end was way better than how they did it in the book. Um, Whereas that you're supposed to not just, if you're going to do things, don't do them alone. Sure. Be a part of a group, be a part of a team. Like, because Halliday's biggest thing in both the movie and the book was that he lost his best friend, like his only connection to humanity. Yeah. Um, And that ultimately was his downfall. Um, I think part of that might just boil down to experience where you've got Spielberg, who's definitely has a little more mileage than Ernest Klein, you know? Yeah. So I think some of that definitely boils down to just the experience. Uh, And maybe also part of it boils down to some... I think it might be because the movie was a little more rushed. Yeah. And you've only got the two hours. Some some mm-hmm. things just have to come together like that, you know. But I don't know. Like I, I think the final Easter egg in the book was more of a team effort than uh, yeah. the Oh, final. yeah, 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 yeah. Also, yeah. I mean, you're totally right, though, with how much time the book took. Because the book took? Book took. 
I was gonna keep going. But I was like, I was just like, abandoned. I was like, abandoned. I'm, I'm the only one who thought that was funny. Um, <laughs> you've got ah shit. I lost my train of thought. Damn it. Book took took that all away from me. Oh, fail. I know. Big fail. <laughs> big train of thought gone. Oh, I, it's back on. It's back on the rails. I liked how. You're right, how everything kind of connected in the books, but how everything made a lot more sense in the books with the, as far as the challenges yeah. and the keys were concerned. Because in the movie, you ha- you collect the three keys, and those three keys open the gate. Yeah. In the book, you've got keys, then a gate, then a key, then a gate. And each one is like equally as hard and impressive to find. Yes. You know, where you've got like, you're stumped to find the key, and now you've got a clue... But you have to unlock the gate, and then you have to find another key, and then unlock that gate. Yeah, unlo- you know what I mean. So there's a lot of that, and the gate system was cool too, where you've got like the interactive movies and things yeah. like that. Um, I also liked the Pac-Man game that he played. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah. get the extra life, I yeah. loved how they did it in the movie too. <clears throat> the movie, I liked it how how they did it in the movie that way a lot better than with the pac-man you think you think in the in, in the, the movie it was it, it's a great story moment yeah um that whole beat because uh it shows that there's someone working with yes if you really and, look close to it and this is okay nobody's said this at all like that i've been able to read and you know i think that more people need to be talking about this but let's be honest it's freaking Ready Player One in the last season of Game of Thrones. Nobody's going to be talking about this. And it's probably one of Spielberg's least watched movies or least favorited movies. So nobody's talking about this. Anyways, in the movie, when Parzival goes to uh, the journals uh, and we're introduced to it and he's going to watch the uh, holiday, or the uh, party at uh, gregarious games yeah yeah yeah. um and the curator goes through and shows them the spot and then uh the curator uh says will that be all and parzival says yes. yeah and he walks away but the curator, but keeps, the curator it going. keeps it going and it gives wade the key information to to, to, to get the first get key. the first key and not only that but the curator as that's playing is watching and seeing Parzival walk away. Yeah. Meaning that he's waiting for him to turn around. Yeah. So, and we know at the end of the movie that Ogdemaro is the curator. Right. So the curator cheated in that moment. Yeah. Um, He also lies because he says that he knew nothing about the game. Yeah. uh, But he clearly did know something. Yeah. And he knew that that moment was a key moment. Yeah, I like that a lot better, you're right, in the movie than I do in the book. In the book, it was fine. I wouldn't have done it any different, and I thought yeah. that that was a great moment. I liked that uh, I liked that there was that feeling of hopelessness after he got the key, or after he gets the uh, token and he doesn't realize what it is. Yes. Um, but... gonna call again that's what's gonna i'm calling it right now oh <laughs> i'm call. i'm calling it he's gonna call back unless he doesn't because i've never like declined the call before oh, okay anyway i lost my train of thought um quarter yeah and i like the tension because that whole time 
Artemis is working on opening the second gate. Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then she does, which is cool. Like, that's when he falls behind is because of that game. But it's also what saves his life. It saves his ass in the end. Yeah, the only reason. So my question is, if he didn't have that extra life, they had to restart the whole thing, right? Like, they'd have to do the first key. Possibly. That's another thing they didn't explain very well either. Like... It, he did say that the key couldn't, if somebody kills you, they couldn't just run up and pick up the key. The key will be to, right. something attached yeah, to you they, or they, something they, like they that. They said that in the, uh, in the, in the, in the book. Yeah. Where he could just keep dying over and over again for that first key because he, he what was, what did he have to lose? But I, I just feel like the death system was a little sloppy because yeah. you can't just not die in an online video game. You know what I mean? Like that's not an option. You're going yeah. to die a lot. No, that's true. And I that's feel like true. there needs yeah. to. Be, I feel like when we eventually catch up to this, listen. I know. I know all the video game developers are listen to the Know Nothing Nerd podcast. Yes. So let me give you a little advice here, uh, because I know I know the cogs are spinning in all uh-huh. your CEO brains uh, before you break out the check and give us millions of dollars for this idea. When you make the Oasis in real life. For virtual reality, so not real life, but in <laughs> this world, I not, think we get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're with me. You're with me. I don't want to confuse anyone. Keep talking, and you will. <laughs> <laughs> do a better life system. Yes. Do it so that you can die and not lose your uh, inventory, because uh-huh. that's a good way to lose a lot of players. Well, what about if they handled it Minecraft style? Like you have your you have your uh, stores at home. You drop all the goods that you have that you you uh, that you have that you need to store and stuff like that. But you have all your essentials on you, and you have like an X amount that won't drop when. Oh, okay. So like, if you, I didn't know that's how Minecraft worked. Yeah. If so you if die, you got- everything that you had on you drops. But if you go back and you put it back, put it in the stores. Then you're still left if you get killed. I think you're left with your clothes and like your your weapons. So if you like had that. weapons and armor and you got killed by another player, that's the difference too. Like yeah. if you got killed by like a world boss or an NPC, I'd be a little more okay with you. Lo- no, I'd be less okay with you losing stuff. Yeah, but I just feel like I like that system where if you're not smart enough to put your shit away, mm-hmm. this is kind of like the real life. Yeah, if you're not smart enough to lock your car. You sort of yeah. brought that on yourself when all your shit gets stolen. Yep. Same thing with like locking your house and stuff. So I think, yeah, if you don't have the time to go and store your stuff away, then it's probably not worth keeping. Yep. Um, but maybe a system where you can like do it remotely. Yeah. Because I'm thinking if I'm, in, if I'm in that game and I got a key or if I got like a billion dollar item or something – I'm going right and putting it in storage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah. want to be responsible for that because anything could happen to kill you. Because, yeah, it zeroes out your – because they state in the movie and in the book that, like, if you get killed, it zeroes zero out your out. account. Yeah, they call it zero out. So, like, that means, like, your actual account that everything goes to, like, so you, you there's no such thing as a savings right. system in the Yeah, Oasis. what about those people who, like, have their life savings – in the Oasis, yeah. is that just all for naught? Yeah, like, I feel like there. I feel like when when we get that in real life, there's gonna have to be a lot of different 
uh-huh. systems implemented in to protect yeah. that, especially if currency became a thing. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? But who knows? Yep. Final thoughts? Final thoughts. Uh, loved it. I'll probably read again. I read it through twice, technically. Yeah, so, so I've only read it once. I really yep. want to read it again. Uh, I thought it was perfect, and I thought the movie was great, too. Um, it's really like... Re- oh, a couple of really great Easter eggs that connect the movies and yeah, the films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh... The uh, f- when we're introduced to H uh, and before Parzival goes to uh, find the first key, H asks him if he wants to come over to the uh, uh, basement mm-hmm. uh, to do a spaced marathon. Do you happen oh. to know what spaced is? No. <laughs> so you're like, oh, no, no, no. I thought I knew where I was okay. going. And then so I didn't. Spaced is a TV show. Um, from Britain that starred was written and directed and starred uh, 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 Ernest Klein. No, God dang it. Steven Simon Spielberg. Pegg. Simon Pegg. Yeah, he didn't direct. He wrote most of the episodes, but it was uh, himself, uh, Nicholas Frost and Edgar Wright's show. Mostly Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg. Okay. Um, they wrote and directed it together. So Simon Pegg played Ogden Morrow in the Ready Player One movie. Oh, that's how so I recognize the curator. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, that's cool. Yeah. So, and then the audiobook, the audiobook is narrated by Will Wheaton. Yeah. Who is possibly the vice president of the Oasis User Council in yeah, the book. In the book. So, it's a nice little like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. I, 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 uh, so I didn't know when I bought it on my Kindle that I also got it on audiobook. Yeah. And I went back to that specific part where he says his own name. Yeah. I was like, does he say it with a little cheek? Does he say it with a little cheek in the book? Yeah, yeah there was a little cheek, I yeah. feel like. I feel like there was a little cheek in the book. Where he was like, that Will Wheaton guy, he's, yeah. pretty, he's, he's all right, you know? He's, he's a keeper. You have, Are there any other ones? Uh, I'm sure there are a there's million. There's a ton. There's a ton. Yeah. But that's that's one of the really cool ones So that I thought the spaced Simon Pegg uh, payoff. Oh, he also mentions Spielberg in the book quite a few times. Oh yeah. Like references to his movies and everything. And the guy directs the movie right from the book. So yeah, I feel like, I feel like when you have a book that's like that and you, and you reference relevant people and then you sign a movie deal, I feel like it's impossible not to include some of those things. Yeah. Uh, Do you know how the copyright worked for that? No, I do for not. any of those things that were referenced. So like, most of the stuff can in the say, in the books, I don't know how it's done. I don't know if he needs to get a licensing for it. I'm sure if he, he wanted just... to print lyrics from a song, he has to get publishing rights. But for titles of movies and stuff, I don't know. Um, that's 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 kind of up in the air. Me. But with movies, most of the time, most of the references that they made in that movie, and also the characters that they dropped in, those are probably all owned by uh whatever studio put out ready player one. Oh, that would make and sense blend. and then the ones that the ones that didn't were probably they were probably getting flogged by people that were like put my shit in there could have been it could have been a it could have been a, a deal where it was uh product placement yeah like the right. overwatch characters might have been product placement yeah because that was pretty timely when the yeah. uh when the movie came out um dang I just, there are a few people who are upset by the fact that uh, this movie was just like one big reference, yeah, it's like I don't know about that. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you can have a movie like that, you know. Yeah, especially in an era where you've got 
a lot of sly, like you've got Stranger Things, you know what I mean, which has a lot of nostalgia. Uh huh. You have a lot of nostalgia, and then you have a movie like Ready Player One come out, and they're like, "Nah, we don't need nostalgia. <laughs> Just fucking throw it all in there. Every get it in there. Put it in. What's that? When did it come out? Eighty one. Put it in there. Just get it in. I don't know. I haven't well, even heard of that. Throw it in there. It's, you can't have a movie that's about an Easter egg and not have a ton of Easter ton of eggs. Easter eggs. Yeah, and I mean, so. if you have a character. That was written in a book that was obsessed with the '80s. Then it's like, duh, yeah. you know why not? Yep. Yeah, just psh, throw it in there. Big yeah. stew, big stew of '80s. All right. So there you have it. That's what we got. Um, so we're gonna do what we haven't done in a long time. No. We're going to do the know something quiz. And today's looks different. Today's looks different. Uh, but before that, um, I didn't calculate our score from our last ones. But I'm going to say that it was like, I'm just going to go off of the uh, Ready Player One episode that we had. Okay. Um, and uh, I believe it was nine to three. Perfect. Nine to three um, it is. So we're resetting the clocks a little bit. And three for you. I thought it was nine for me. No, no, it was definitely nine for me. If I remember correctly, I was the better question answerer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But to help you out, um, we did actually get a fact checker. No kidding. Yeah, you actually pointed it out to me. Uh, Carson uh, pointed out uh, during oh, our yeah. Shazam episode. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that I could not get Billy's <laughs> name right. See, and I get points deducted from you simply for having never seen a movie. Yeah. It's just that easy. <laughs> it's just that easy. So, Carson, these negative two points are because of you. Yes. So, thank uh, you. I yes, Billy that. Batson. I could not Billy get his Batson. last name right. Yeah. Billy Batson. Yeah, there you go. Apparently, Carson was screaming at his stereo when I said that. Uh, anyway, so uh, now the score is seven to n- three. Seven to nothing, right? Really. Yeah, yeah, seven yeah. to three. Come on, <laughs> give me a little credit. So uh, this week, uh, we actually pulled some questions off the web. Um, Do you have the answers there? No, it's a multiple question. Multiple. Uh, I don't have the answers, but it will tell us the answers. Okay. It's I feel okay. like you've already seen these, so you have an unfair no, I have advantage. Not. Uh, I have not. Uh, He's um, it's on his, so you guys can't see this, but he's pulling up these. He's he's on his phone and he's keeping it so close to his face. I can't see anything that's going on on the phone. He's cheating. No, I'll show you. It he's on gonna the other he's side. gonna get all these questions right and be a cheater. Okay, so where did uh, you find this? Uh, it is off of Goodreads.com. Oh, it's on Goodreads. Yeah, is this an Easter egg question? Because no, I'm gonna lose. Okay, no, it's not. Um, so we're gonna trade this off. Each time uh, I'll, I'll ask a question, then Luke will I ask answer. a question. Or Luke will answer. And then I'll ask the question and <clears throat> you yep. answer. Perfect. Yep. All right. What is the game I Rock Challenges Pars Vault's name while hanging out in the basement? Do you need the multiple choice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Adventure, Dungeons of Daggerath, Black Tiger, War Games, Sword Quest, Sword Quest, Earthworld. What were the first two? First two is Adventure and Dungeons of Daggerath. I want to. S- it's not Adventure. I don't think. Do you know? I do know. You do know? Yeah. I didn't know that you would know. Jeez. Was I paying attention when I read the book? All right. Give me the list one more time Adventure, Dungeons of Daggerath, Black Tiger, War Games, Sword Quest, Earthworld. Earthworld. 
Ding! Oh, beautiful. So yeah, sword quests. You already know that one's right, but we have to wait until the thing is over yep. to... So oh, you've God. got two points for this sure. This is a question? All right. Good luck, sir. If okay. you know this, I'll have some really... Okay. I'll, uh, I'll have some mad respect, but also I'll be like really worried about myself because I'm supposed to be like the nerd guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is Sorrento Nolan's IOI number? 660321. I know it's 321 or the last three digits, and I know 66 is the first two. Uh, so no, <laughs> we'll go with what? no, you're, you're, you're half right. And if I give you the options, it will give it away. Actually, how is about four, three, two, one. I know the last one is three, two, one. Well, it is three, two, one at the end. Okay. But there is something else. Employee number. Well, or no, it, it's IOI. No, 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 no. It's six, five, five, three, two, one. Oh, but I'll give it to you. Gotcha. I'll give you the ding. Oh, <laughs> did you? <laughs> I, I, I put in the, I, I put in the wrong answer. Oh, <laughs> I, I fat, I fat thumbed it. It's all good. It's all good. Oh, okay. you know what? You might, can you go back? You might be able to change it. See if you can change it. Oh yeah. You can. Yep. Okay, cool. All right. What is Kira Underwood, Ogdemaro's wife, original first name before changing it, ha- having seen Dark Crystal? Dude, I got to read this book again. All right, give me the options. Karen, Catherine, Carrie, Karina, Kaylee. Karen? Catherine. Karen. Final answer, Karen. You are correct. Ooh, geez. I'm pretty damn sure it's the same as it is in the movie. Yeah, I hope it is. At least that's one of the things. What is it called when you discover a clue in the contest and reveal it to the media? Oh, uh, <laughs> pulling a... Pulling a... Come on. Pendergast. It's not Penderson. It's, it's pen- oh. the fact that you're this close is blowing pen- my mind. Blowing my mind. Pender trip? No, nope. I'll give it to you regardless right now because you've gotten so close. Pender something. I know that. Pulling a Pendergast. Pendergast. Yes. I can't believe that you got that. Jeez, I like, soak shit up. You man. know what's funny? Yeah, that must like I was uh, like what twenty minutes ago ripping apart people who weren't paying attention to the book, and I yeah. can't remember any of this. <laughs> I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> I'm no better than they are. Uh, what is the Oasis joint that Wade goes to shortly after escaping IOI? Ooh, man, I don't even know this one. Oh, the the like the uh, the like the E bar, the cafe thing. Yeah. I don't know the name, but I knew it was a cafe. Can you give me the the <laughs> options? I can give you the options. Yeah. Uh, the Halissi Donna, Donia, uh, Jive and Java, Halliday's Holiday, The Plug, The, the Outlet. Plug. It's the, the plug. plug. It's totally The Plug. Okay. 
100. So I've got six points now, yeah. and you have six as well? I think so. So yeah. six and six, which kind of sucks because that means I'm still trailing behind you. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So I've got nine, and you have whatever. Seven plus six, 13. 13. That's what I was going to say next. (laughs) What is the film that Wade is sure is canon and loves greatly? Lady Hawk. Good Lord, dude. Well, what helps you is that you you know all this shit, you know? Well, how do I know? No, I don't even, I didn't even know Lady Hawk was a movie. Oh, really? No kidding. Yeah, no. Jeez. Uh, What is Daito's real name? I need the options because I don't, I, I don't know how to print. Akhidi, Toshiro, Daito, Tadashi, or Hiro? Hiro. I don't think so. It's definitely Hiro. You think so? It's got to be. I think it's Toshiro. All right. That was the end. That was the end. We did it. Um, so submit, and then we'll find out what we got. Drum roll, please, to everyone So, listening. so far, it looks like we got 70%. Right. Okay, as long as that last one's correct, I know I'm in the game. Oh, come on. So you were gonna sign you, in. You were oh, are you kidding? You were odd and I was even. That's all I know. Yeah. And we were starting at number three. Question number three was the first question that counted. While Twitch is doing that, ladies and gentlemen, we are wrapping up the episode. So as always, you can find us on Facebook at nerds at facebook.com or facebook.com forward slash nerds. You can find us on Twitter at knnerds or you can always email us at knownothingnerds at gmail.com the old-fashioned way or uh, as the gamers would say, send a PM private message to knownothingnerds at gmail.com. We do our episodes every Thursday, and right now you're in the middle of our Game of Thrones a week, so every Monday we've got a Game of Thrones review coming out, so we're busy. Yes, we're, we're busy. busy. Next week's going to be another rant. Uh, yes. The choicey topics are tough to do, mostly for me to edit, um, but yeah, you got the answers? Yes, we do. All right. Okay. So question number three, you got correct. Nice. Okay, Sword so that's quest. two points. Uh, so question number four is... Uh, uh, I got right, so I get three points. Nice. Um, you keep track of you. I'll keep track of yeah. me. Uh, you got uh, question five right on the multiple question. Okay, so I got four. Karen, um, number six. Did we pass by that? We totally did. We passed by question six somehow. Okay, what was question six? Question six is, what is part of the Geeky Girl trilogies according to Artemis? Oh, geez. Yeah, we totally missed that. Yeah. Um... I love Artemis. That one had to be a uh, uh, multiple choice. Uh, question seven. Uh, uh, what is it when you discover a clue in con- uh, the contest? I got to correct. Pulling a Pendergast. Yeah. So you've got six points. Yes, I got total. six. I've got four. Uh, question eight. You got it right. It's I'm called the plug. Six. So you got two off that one. Yeah. I'm multiple choice. Um, I got question nine right. Lady Hawk. Yeah. So that's. Really? 12? 12. Wow. And number 10, did you get it right? I don't know. Is his name Hero? Or Toshiro. Or Toshiro. Is it Toshiro? Toshiro-san. Ah. Ah. So six. So I got six to your Versus 12. 12. Damn. Um, technically, I think you should have gotten one more question, though. Yeah, you totally should have gotten one more question. 
Did I get question number two right? Uh, you did. You did. You that was one you were asking me. Oh, did I get question number one right? No, that was uh, you uh, said Columbus, Ohio. Oh shit, that's right. That's yep. right. That's right. Well, that's all right. I'll take the I'll take the loss. Okay, I'll take it. So now it's seven, twelve, it's 19. nineteen, yeah, nineteen to ten to ten, nineteen to ten. Yes, that's all right. I've still got time. Yeah, we won't have so, a quiz for another few weeks. So if we you just got to remember that. Yes, exactly. Uh, so if you want to see me taking down a peg. Please uh, fact check us. Let us know when we're talking out of our ass. Which happens often. It does all the time. Yeah. Trust me. We do yeah. it all the time. Yes. Uh, but that's it for us this week. Uh, looking forward to Game of Thrones this sa- Sunday. Saturday. Saturday. Jeez, Wish it was Saturday. I know, right? I Wish it was uh, tomorrow. Uh, so, yeah, that's it for us. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.